Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Sid on from WiseHire. And we'll be learning about the business case or use case for wise prospects and customers pick wise hire. So let's just jump right into it. Sid, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and wise hire? William, first of all, thanks for having me on. Love what you're doing. Um, great to meet you. Again, uh, my name is Sid. I'm the co-founder and CEO at WiseHire. WiseHire is an online hiring platform focused on small businesses. We cater to someone that is just getting started all the way up to someone that is about to be at 100 people. Um, We focus on providing a service that helps someone ideate the role that they need to fill. They might have had challenges elsewhere. We help them post jobs online. We teach uh, our small business customers how to recruit and interview and ultimately get to what we all need, which is that hire that we needed yesterday. I love this because there's not a lot of solutions down for the SMB. You know, everyone, everyone's the Fortune 1000 is uh, saturated and there's only a thousand of them, it turns out. And so there's not as many solutions because it's hard. And I I know you know this, but it's, it's almost like consumer oriented uh, and you almost have to kind of break it out and go, okay, I love that you've, you know, zero or one to a hundred and then at a hundred, maybe, maybe they've outgrown you or maybe they feel per, you know, that they need other things, et cetera. Um, so two things come to mind. First, is there any geographical or industry focus in terms of kind of your outreach and, you know, building the kind of the pipeline? Yeah, no, well, and I think you're so right when you think about the space, especially when it comes to most HR tech products. You know, we are embracing the challenges of small business. And the one way we do that is to be really, really surgically precise and focused on who we cater to. So today we operate in the United States and in Canada. Um, and that is just such a great like community of entrepreneurs that we back and support and help grow. Love that. So, when dealing with SMBs, you're dealing, especially with they don't probably have an HR person yet, or maybe they, maybe they, maybe they do. Um, and you're helping them with something like recruiting, it's which is very inefficient. You know, uh, some of these folks have probably come from a, a place of you know, posting on Craigslist, or <laughs> or something really super inefficient, right? So, uh, a who's the who's the customer? Is it? Uh, you know, first of all, I won't even lead you. Just so who do you who do you deal with right now as as your primary customer? Yeah, no, great question. Um, our customers are very much owner operators of yeah, companies. Yeah. These are people that got into business for a passion, and you know, we think of and we joke about this that recruiting and hiring it's a collateral responsibility. It's something that they stay up at night agonizing about because you know talent is the lifeblood of companies and small business on Main Street. And uh, you know what's the fun thing about what we get to work on, which is to help solve this incredibly important problem, right? One of the biggest decisions that they're going to make at the end of the day. And then is it uh, is it hourly uh, salary or is it a, a mixture of those two things? Or do you all focus more on the salaried positions? Like what's yeah, no. What's the focus? We're actually across the gamut, but I'll tell you one way that we are focusing so that we can really give it a great experience is actually by going industry by industry. 
right. in about seven to eight industries. And in them, you know, great examples like real estate where we got started or some of our newer industries like accommodations and, ho- and hotels, where we're helping with everything from the hourly frontline worker all the way up to managers and management that you may be bringing in. Oh, that's cool. So, so first of all, I love all of this. I love the verticalization. Uh, I love the focus in terms of the employee count and, and also the part of the market that is just not served that well with <laughs> great HR tech. You need a different solution at the end of the day. They, they, again, and, and, you know, they didn't grow up recruiting. They didn't grow up with HR. They didn't grow up, you know, steeped in all these best practices or even like what's working today. So let's go through kind of a, you know, the first, like the first phase, once you first meet somebody and you kind of like, here's what we do and you go through that and they're like, okay, I need to hire, you know, I need to hire, I need to hire a manager, you know, like where do you start with them at that point? Yeah. So a little bit of background, you know, our customers, they're often, as I mentioned, doing this as another job, another hat that they're wearing. Right. So they're coming to us at odd hours of the day, you know, a lot of our customers <laughs> sign up after hours. Yeah. And this is a fun thing, you know, we're in this very networked ecosystem, like any of your listeners or anyone else in HR tech. So our customers often have used other tools and services that may not have been the best fit for who they are. So thinking of using a you know, product built for an HR expert, like an ATS, right. is very different for someone that is approaching this for the first time. So oftentimes we go back to the basics, William. It's all about asking the customer questions that they can have the answers to versus something that's way out of left field. Typically, right. our process and our product, very self-serve. Customers will find us. They'll work with our sales teams. They'll, they'll meet us. They'll get on the platform. We'll ask all these basic questions. Who's the role? Who do you think you need to hire? How much do you think you plan on paying? And where is the role? Where do you? Where is your office or whatever the case? And from there, because of this industry verticalization in our business, we actually take the customer through a guided process that's bespoke for every industry. So right. I'll give you an example of that manager. We'll actually say, wait, you know, hey, William, we know that you're a, uh, you know, second year law firm, you know, owner. Are you looking to bring in a manager to like help, you know, your back office or intake? We'll ask very specific questions that other platforms do not ask or will not get into. And once we learn a little bit from more from the customer, our product and service will actually tailor the experience. We'll, we'll help them think through how to screen candidates. And from asking those screening questions, with the mixture of our, our AI and our templates, we'll actually write the first draft of their job ad. Because oftentimes that is where a small business will, will, will really set themselves up for a lack of success in 100%. this job market. They'll 100%. write an ad that might have three ads in one or an ad that is underselling the role. And that's first and foremost where we help them, which is to write a great ad and get it posted online. You're being very generous, Sid, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Most people uh, will just go to Career Builder or Indeed and cut and copy somebody else's job description. And, and, and that is not, that is not, that's not going to speak to the level of, you know, uniqueness in your business. At all. At all. Yeah. It, but everyone's done it. Every, no fault. I've done it. My hands are bloody. Everyone's done it. It's horrible, but people do it. And again, that cheapens, not just cheapens the experience for the candidate. It doesn't yes. sell what's actually there. Yes, exactly. And, and that is really just the beginning of this journey of personalizing the experience. Because once you have an ad that speaks to your company, your values, the role right. itself, as you've defined, you know, for, for many of your listeners, you know, what we're doing here is distilling who method hiring and making it approachable, right? right? Let's think about the key, key defining traits of a role. Let's 
Let's talk about it. Let's advertise it. Now, as candidates arrive at the front door applying from a job site or your website, we'll actually screen candidates with a mixture of screening questions and assessments exactly to what you needed. And this is like the fun thing, because once you have great candidates and you know who to prioritize, we actually take our customers through the journey of interviewing using those same criteria. And that's one of the most fun things about this role, William, which is that we're helping to up-level the way that small businesses recruit out there. Right. Because they're doing it in such a haphazard way right now. And it is so much fun because we actually know the journey of every person that was interviewed and their experience and every person ultimately was hired. And again, the results just keep getting better and better. And that's why it's just, it's such a delight to be like at this point where we're at right now. What do you, what do you see? So, so when we went through screening, so the job ad, I, I, I mean, everyone gets that right now because you've basically taken them through a WYSIWYG to then build it with conditional logic and also a taxonomy based on uh, all the other roles that, that are, that, and they can say yes, no, add in language. Like, okay, everyone, I think everyone gets that visually. Yep. Um, the screening stuff. Do you, do you see the customers ask you about knockout questions or do you ask them about, okay, what are some of the, you know, they have to work on Sunday or, you know, they have to, they have to come into the office. We see the gamut and what we do actually, when we enter an industry or, or bring a job onto the platform as a, as a category of jobs, we go so far as to understand it right down to, to like super nuts. So that we'll actually come to the table and ask you very specific questions. I'll actually give you a real one from the product. You know, if you're hiring a real estate agent, you and I may think of it as, hey, real estate agents are real estate agents. But in the industry as it stands today, there's incredible nuance. Are you on the buy side? Are you on the sell side? Do you have experience? Do you need leads? And all of those questions that are very, very tailored for the industry really help jog the employer in the right direction and ultimately, we turn those into screening questions. And this is getting to your question. We'll turn every requirement into an appropriate question. So if we can discern something from a resume, great. But I'll give you a fun example. Hey, does this candidate, does this role require someone to speak uh, speak another language? Let's say right. Spanish. Let's go so far as to do a pre-screen such that when you're talking to a candidate, you have a evidence-based perspective of their potential at that com- at that competency, right? Uh, and then we can put a full view of a candidate in front of you, not just a resume. We can say, look, you asked for these strengths, these weaknesses, these skills. Here's the, the, the totality of all the candidates out there. And when you dig in for that follow-up first interview, here's the areas you should focus on. Because you know that, hey, spending time on this you know, superficial part of the resume is not gonna help you find great candidates in this market. So let me ask you about skills. Because uh, you did you did talk about traits, which is traits of the job, traits of the probably the individual that's applying as well, um, and and you got woven culture and all of those other things helped help them tease those things out, make the the uniqueness of the job and the company, and you pull those things out. What are you seeing with skills right now in terms of like? Either, either the what skills that they're looking for, uh, and and the reason I'm asking this question is uh, transferable skills. So yes. like that, like that, you know, like like you said, okay, you're a buy side real estate agent, uh, but you've always wanted to work the other side. Yep. Right. Like like okay, how do we unearth that? And and so what's your what's your take based on your customers? What's your take on skills and kind of figuring out people's skills, but also their desires of what they want to learn skills-wise. Oh, I think this is 
Such a good question, Link, because really in this really tight labor market, transferability of skills is yeah. so critical. And this is why when we ask a question or give a uh, machine suggested form of a question, it's often the most inclusive version of this. And I'll give you an example, right? Versus getting to like a very specific thing, hey, do you know how to use this tool? Oftentimes we'll actually nudge our customers to go a little bit broader so you can capture more of the audience that's applying, oh, understand cool. what's transferable. And there's another fun element of this where in a lot of the industries that we work in, there is so much specialization today that we actually have to unwind it. A great example, again, I've got so many like mortgage and real estate examples today, but you know, the fact that if you were in the real estate side of helping with the real estate transaction, often that is a great way to parallel into the mortgage industry as an example. And we can actually do that because it's the same questions behind the scenes. And we can suggest candidates that may have had you know, these skills for other roles in your business that they applied to as an example. So it is such an important thing. The other element of this, William, that I think a lot about is it's not just all about hard skills. Right. I think small businesses are open to this for a long time, but soft skills are so much more important in the service-oriented economy that we are in today. And that's why we actually institute a lot of assessments as part of our process, where the goal is not for the assessment to discern a yes-no decision, but more so to help you have a really worthwhile interview to understand, hey, you know, you need someone that's deeply empathetic in this customer success role. Here's what we learned about this candidate, and here's how you dig further to really find ground truth and make that great hire. You know, I love about the, you know, basically getting them to open their funnel a little bit, open open their thinking to other skills is that it opens the funnel for more candidates, A, but it also opens potential. Uh, um, it opens up the potentiality for the more diverse candidates. Yes. Oh you my know? gosh. So, and- so, but, so they're not so zeroed in on, you know, the same people maybe that they're thinking about by just triggering them to think, hey, well, would you consider someone that, you know, came from the mortgage industry that's got their real estate license, but never, they haven't done anything with it yet. Uh, you know, I like, think it's such a good example of what we're seeing take place because there are so, you know, the, the pockets of difficult markets vary so much in this, in, at least in the, the U.S., where we've got parts of the country where there's too much talent for one role and not enough for another. And we have mm-hmm. to have so much more of an open mind here. And I love like the way that we are, we're, we're so early in this journey, really, not to be honest, but yeah. where we are going is to really take people to be much more thoughtful, really understand what at the heart is a must-have, because oftentimes those things that we've had as suppositions in the past really didn't matter, right? Because we have to, in these tough, tough times, be more open-minded. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing happen on Main Street. And it's so exciting because every month we're seeing thousands of people get jobs that they would not have otherwise seen or been a fit for or whatever the case. And it just feels like a, like a repeated set of like missed connections happening all the time around us. Love it. Last question on the assessment side, because um, I wanted to ask like background checks if you get into that yes. as well. But are you looking at personality, behavioral? Like what yeah. is the array of assessments that you're looking at? Yeah. So we actually, as part of our product, make use of a disk assessment. Right. And this is one of the fun things where we institute and we're big believers in using technology and assessments that are both uh, you know, fair to the job seeker, but also fair to their time. One of the fun things about our platform is where you can have one assessment that's applicable for all your roles in the company over the period of time, and we can take that learning and apply it everywhere. And with assessments, one of the biggest things that I've learned, and I'll tell you, I I came to assessments as a uh, non-believer, and where I am today is they're a tool to help us know a little bit more and to have a really informed discussion 
Again, because all we need to get to is to be spending time with the right candidates. And our data is suggesting today where if we do a, a hard technical screen or we do a personality assessment, more data leads to employers spending more time with candidates. In fact, we have, this is the fun thing, like we've seen almost a double in terms of the, a doubling in terms of the uh, time spent with candidates reviewing their profiles if they took an assessment. Like, like profiles that would not have been seen otherwise, whether the assessment, assessment is giving a, and, and I'm a big believer that it should not be like a yes, no, it should definitely be on a, a gradient with lots of perspectives, but right. that's the most encouraging thing, which is just, wow, like, you know, we can solve like DEI challenges of just pipeline by looking at more candidates, having more discussions and using these tools thoughtfully versus as a, you know, binary decision-making tool. Love it. Let me ask you a couple of questions on the buy yeah. side. What's your favorite part of the demo? Oh, for me, honestly, gets <laughs> tough to, question. I no, no, it. no. It's, it's super easy. It's actually that first page that I was describing in the job posting process, where you know our customers are coming to us at a point of apprehension. They've likely tried hiring before on another right. job site, right. and we'll start from the basics. Who are you looking for? How much do you think you want to pay them? And where is your location? And from that point onwards we'll actually give them enough evidence and perspective to really set them up for success. So here's a great example. Just with that information, we'll tell someone how competitive is their market? How much is the average compensation out there? And how much should you compensate for the role if you don't know in order to really find great talent? Right. And those are the things that no one is having a discussion about right now that I think we are in Fortune 500 land, but not yes, amazing. Of and, you know, by giving small businesses these advantages, they can compete for talent that has just always been there, but inaccessible in many ways. Yeah. Wall Street, not Main Street. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> think of that. So uh, your favorite success story, and you, do, you can mention uh, a company name or brand, it doesn't really matter, but just, you know, just what, what, what you fell in love with. I'll, 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 I'll give you my, probably one of my favorite vignettes, which is we are a, you know, odd technology company in some cases, because we were actually historically a bootstrapped startup. You know, WiseHire today is going to almost be nine years old. Um, that means we have a journey with customers that have really grown with us, getting back to like your questions at the top of the call. And I think some of my favorite stories are of customers that hung up a shingle in 2014, 2015, made their first hire. And today they have hundreds of people in their organization. And it's because they just kept compounding, trying to be better versions of themselves on Main Street. And there's so many organizations like that. I, I think back to like all the candidates and customers that I used to talk to in the early days and just give them a little bit of advice of, oh, let's broaden your search criteria here. Let's open your mind here and they'll find great talent as a result. So that's the theme with all of my favorite like customer stories, which are just like seeing people and building relationships with them and seeing how, uh, you know, how much of an impact they're going to have in their communities just a year out, two years out. So... Questions because this is uh, this audience that you that you that you serve, they're not steeped in kind of buying questions around HR technology, and nor should they be, right? Because they they've got other jobs, <laughs> and and you're de you know you've 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 uh, I say de lingo, I don't think that's a word, but you've taken all the the it's HR tech. Right, right. You're taking all of that out of the which I love, by the way. You're just like okay, skip all that again for the folks that. 20 years in recruiting, okay, great. We need to talk about that. Yes. But like exactly. in Main Street, they don't call it town acquisition. <laughs> they call it hiring, you know. They call it's it hiring. They'll often come to us with uh, acronyms and perspectives from their other parts of their work. And we just oh, great point. 
I have oh, customers that'll call Wisehire a CRM. And it's like, yes, we'll call it candidate sure. relationship management. Perfect. Done. Sure, sure. You know what? We're not going to fight with you over that because there's really no need. There's just <laughs> no need. There's no need at all. So last question is, um, yeah. what what questions you know, that do you love to receive from prospects and buyers? Like, like you just know that they're having a pain, they get it. Maybe they've had trouble elsewhere and they've, you just, they ask you a question. You're like, okay, they, they get, they, they understand what we do. Oh, small businesses are so networked. You know, you said at the top of the call, they are the best of the B2C world, the B2B world, and they're so networked. And as a result, they'll often have a perspective from their peer group. And this is where like a lot of frustration can come for them where, wow, my friend in Austin, Texas is having a great time hiring for this role. Why am I having difficulty here? And when we hear that, it is often a time where our hiring coaches, they'll just give great perspective and say, let's take a look at the data. Let's let me show you, wow, in your market, there aren't this many candidates. Here's the strategy for how to win. And that's the biggest place where we can take someone from anxiety, apprehension, lack of success to just incrementally getting more candidates and more success day by day. It's a story we see every day and I love seeing it. I love it. Thank you, Sid. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And I love what you've built at WiseHire. I appreciate the time, William. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.